Welcome to Mad World. Hey everybody, welcome to Mad World, episode three. Hope you're doing well out there. Donnie to my right. Joey to my left. And I just called you Joey. Hey, well, that's 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 a name. That's a name of mine. I wanted I was Joey uh, in middle school, in grammar school, because there was a Joseph in the school. And the teachers asked me, what do you want to be called to differentiate? And my parents got mad at me. They said, your name's not Joey, your name's Joseph. And that's to this day. Actually, a friend of ours, Pastor Matt Jones from Mountaintop Church, was the principal. Hmm. And he still calls me Joey to this day. Joey to this day. That's not your name, Joey, to this day. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 20 years ago. 25. Well, last week we talked about family a lot. Yes, we did. And uh, had a lot of good feedback from that and it was a fun conversation not so fun at some points but we got to keep talking about the family because that's 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 an important topic today in america yeah i would agree joe i mean family is the foundation of our society foundation of our our lives absolutely and things change you know over history the technology changes the design of our cars change our buildings change but one thing that's constant is family is always going to be there or it should be there. Yeah, that family unit. That unit is so important to, and vital to healthy growth, right? emotional development, mm-hmm. spiritual development, getting you prepared for the next phases of your own life and relationships. I think we talked last week that we were going to be addressing another topic. So are we on that point today, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk a little about, uh, speaking of family, uh, one of the elements of of part of the family years ago that seemed to be kind of a staple yeah. in in families' lives and, and going to, belonging to a church and getting up on Sunday morning and taking your family to church and why that has gotten so much less over the years. We're going to kind of address that issue today and uh, see what see what see what, what's become of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can remember, if we could do this, I can remember my growing up in a, Italian-American home in Nutley, New Jersey. And I can remember the priority that was put on church. It actually wasn't even something that you thought about the week before, whether you were going or not. Mm -hmm. And I got some really fond memories, especially waking up to smelling mom's meatballs frying Mm. in the pan and getting up to the smell of those wonderful meatballs. And before they went in the gravy, Mm -hmm. some call it sauce, we called it gravy, uh, before the meatballs go in the gravy and before church, I remember grabbing one, two, or three of those meatballs right. and kind of chowing down. And then uh, church was a big event for the family and then uh, the Costellos after that. Right. Elvis Costello? <laughs> no, the Costellos. Who's the Costellos? Lou Costello. Oh, Abbott Costello. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think a lot of people your age would probably agree with you and say the same thing. They right. would say that those memories are... Are, are prevalent in their minds right. from those years. And that's uh, certainly still the case for many, but but not the case for most, I think, right. anymore. Right. I mean, I, it's interesting to me, and I'd like to talk, get your perspective on this, Joe. It's interesting that life on a Sunday was almost like completely different than every other day of the week. Right. And, you know, even though dads worked really hard and would work maybe five, uh, six days a week, Sundays were a different flavor, a different feel. It was almost like mandatory that everything shut down. As a matter of fact, 
in our town, um, if you remember, well, I don't know if, you, if it was like this when you were a kid, there was no stores open. On right, Sunday. right. You couldn't go to uh, ShopRite or you couldn't go to different locations. And uh, Text message. Yeah, that was my text message. Technology, how, how is that helping our <laughs> podcast today? <laughs> um, no, but really, I, I remember everything being shut down. You couldn't really go to ShopRite. You couldn't, you right. know. Um, Gas stations? Uh, I don't remember. I, I think I think they were closed on Sundays. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Now, let me ask you, were they, were they closed because it was a direct respect for, you know, Sunday and church and all that? Or was it or is it more of just, you know, Sunday's a day off and you know, we're going to close everything? Because yeah. I was I don't remember that ever being. The no, case it, was, I was, it was definitely the fact that the whole culture. Um, went to church. Now, whether you, whatever denomination you were, uh, wasn't didn't really matter whether you were Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, right. uh, Catholic, uh, whatever you were, mm-hmm. Sunday, you went to church. Mm. And the day kind of ro- revolved around that, so stores weren't open. Right. And uh, I can really remember with me, it was kind of, I loved Sunday because it was church. You came back from church. You'd eat as a family. And then later on, at the end of the night, there'd be sandwiches and fruit. It kind of like was mandatory to be around right. the family. And uh, a lot of warm memories, a lot of fond moments that that uh, that give you a desire to, to raise your family in such a way, you know, to, to have them a closeness. And, right. You know, it kind of set the standard. Yeah. And you're talking, we're talking, both of us talking so far from purely a family aspect and and you know cultural aspect and how it's how it's better for uh, people families whatever but we're obviously pastors that's what we do for a living you know most people listening to this uh, know that right and some may not but uh, we haven't even addressed the spiritual reasons why it's good to, to right. be in church so yeah. it's not one or the other it's it's church is not just I don't think church is just a spiritual thing I think it's very good for the growth of your family I think it's you know I can remember the same memories as you right um church church I mean I've never had a Sunday where we didn't go to church right. so I don't have much to compare it to I guess and I understand that that's not the norm but there's something in the middle you know of I mean, we just grew up church on Sundays church on Wednesdays church on Fridays church all the time but we're talking you know in, more in general here why has the average family at one time in America gone to church on Sunday morning right. and today the average family does not go to church on Sunday morning right. so you know that's that's flipped around that's turned around and it's it's not only flipped around and turned around it's like a drastic shift sure it um i guess they you have some stats on that yeah, right yeah well some of the stats i think they maybe 10 years ago right 8 to 10 years ago Listen to this number, 40%. And it was definitely way more than that when I was a kid. Like everybody went mm-hmm. to church on Sunday. But let's just talk about within the last eight or 10 years. 40% of Americans went to church on Sunday. Really? Eight to 10 years ago. 40% hmm. of Americans. The percentage today, I know you had a, maybe a little different than mine, but they were all around the same number. The percentages that I'm finding as we're doing the research, 17 Right, somewhere between 15 and 20, depending on the source. Right, so say 15 to 20, 17. 17% of Americans today go to church on Sunday. Right. 17%. We're seeing a lot of, you know, problems in relationships. Uh, Society has changed drastically. Is some of that due to the fact 
that the percentage has dropped so much from the influence, the positive influences of being in church on a Sunday, mom, dad, you know, junior and, and, and being in church together. Mm-hmm. Has that affected our, our, our worldview? Has that affected the way we do life? So that kind of our society has uh, begun to fail a little bit. Sure. All the problems that we hear about, you know, we wouldn't even get into school shootings sure. and issues, crazy stuff, lack of respect for authority, just mm-hmm. across the board, some of the issues that we're dealing with. Is there a direct correlation? I mean, many would say no, but I think if we look at some of the scientific proofs and statistics that we have today, it might open our eyes a little bit. Right. And there's probably listeners that, you know, uh, don't maybe agree with, uh, not so much agree, but maybe they just, they, they don't understand where we're coming from and uh, know that we're pastors. That's what we do. So they may think that we're just being partial or biased, you know, right, right off the bat. And this is just a ploy to get people to church. But if, if those are the stats, then why wouldn't we dig into it and say, maybe there's a connection here? Oh yeah. I mean, we can't deny that there's, there's more evil and crime right. and craziness in the world than ever. And less people are going to less family, less families as we addressed last week are intact. Number one, and even less families intact that are going to church. Right. So, I mean, there could be, there could be a connection here. Yeah. I mean, we like to take a scientific approach and right. obviously you're saying it and, and it's, it's well taken. We're pastors, right? So we, op- we buy into church life, obviously. Right. If we don't buy in, we're, we have a problem, but we buy into church life from the spiritual aspect. We understand, you know, hearing truth and hearing God's word produces a faith in your heart and, and your spirituality is enhanced. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Without question, coming to church every Sunday um, no matter what denomination, you're hearing truth. It's 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 developing something inside of you. But there's some of the things that I saw, and we talked about it a little bit, Joe. Maybe we can bring it up to our our, our uh, listeners. Is that people attending churches? There's like a whole bunch of things that have been proven to be beneficial. One of them is you live a longer life. Right. People that go to church live a longer life, are healthier, mm-hmm. and they're happier. As a matter of fact, it says. They experience less occasion of depression. Isn't that amazing? So live longer, are happier, are healthier, experience less depression. I mean, I think anybody would sign up for that. Absolutely. You want to be happier, you want to live longer, right? Absolutely. So these are the statistics scientific studies have done. This isn't two pastors coming up with some kind of ideology. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the spiritual reasons later, but let's continue to talk about that for a second because that's a very practical approach to living a healthier, a better, more prosper, you know, a more prosperous yeah. life. I mean, it has nothing to do with what religious background you're from, it has nothing to do with what denominational background you're from. We'll get into that in a little while, but it's just, it's a good thing. It's a, how often through the week are families today doing something together? Wow. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's right? hard. It's hard to even. It's hard for, for, for families to get together for a meal. Well, that's my point. I mean, that's, that's a, that, you're proving my point. I think that uh, years ago, I forget, I just smashed my head into the, <laughs> the microphone, by the way. I saw that, actually. <laughs> I started to chuckle. But, like, what once was the, the common practice for, you know, you, to go to, you go to school all day, maybe you're involved in sports or clubs after school, and then you go home and you eat dinner. You right. know, mom made dinner. That just seems like it's not happening as much as it used to, you know, who's, who's 
busy with this, who's in college, who's, you know, working, who's at their friend's house. And I mean, how often are we just getting together as families through the week? And that's yeah. what Sunday's kind of always meant to us. We try to do things through the week, but definitely Sunday. Sunday was put apart, not just for a day to, to, to grow spiritually and, and try to connect with, with uh, God in your, in your church, but it was a day to spend with your family. It was a day to catch up after everyone's hectic schedule through the week has them going in every other direction and just be together. Yeah, Joe. Awesome. Because I think we, it, the statistic here says less occasion of depression, right? Right. Well, anxiety leads to depression. Anxiety, unresolved issue, mm -hmm. fears, anxieties, worries that aren't dealt with, left alone long enough, pushed down there far enough. That's where people experience depression. Right. And I love using moments of nostalgia to bring uh, times of, of warm uh, memories for my family. You know, moments of nostalgia from, you know, the, we do a certain, I may have said this before, we do a certain vacation every year mm -hmm. or we go to a certain, you know, pumpkin picking farm every year right. or apple picking farm or you know uh, we just found out yesterday that the polar cub on route 22 that's a closing nice, no it, it opened it, it oh. opened for the year and my kids are all pumped and excited can we go tonight well it's right. freezing out you know but my point is, is there's moments of nostalgia places you go mm -hmm. things you do together as a family that bring a real warm feeling a safe feeling yeah a place good. where you can kind of let your hair down and feel I'm accepted. Everything's good. I'm with family. It's warm here. And I love using those moments as moments to bring real stability and health to my family. So church is also that type of a moment. It's a consistent consistency where people can feel safe as a family. We're doing this together as a family in the car, in the home, maybe, maybe around dinner table, you're talking a little bit about the sermon or the message that was, was shared and how it affected you or what your thoughts were about that. What a wonderful place. And if you can't even sit down for a meal together, like you were saying, during the week, right. you're running here. Who's in school? Who's at work? Who's doing both? Right. You can't even sit down for a meal together. That moment is gone. And if those moments are gone, maybe that's why people are experiencing greater anxiety and greater uh, uh, um, times of depression. Right. And maybe um, and I say this at the risk of sounding too old-fashioned or whatever, like too old school. Only 31, by the way. No, but that's why I like hearing from you because, you know, I'm a lot older than you and that was my experience on Sunday morning. But the neat thing is you're a whole nother generation. Right. You're experiencing that. My children are a whole nother generation mm -hmm. and they're experiencing that stability. And I, and I watch them be very well balanced. Right. And have a good perspective on life. And what really is exciting to me, and I know I'm rambling on, but I think some parents would be shocked at this and maybe think, wow, that's really out of the ordinary. But my kids at, at 23, 21, they still want to be with us. They want to be with us on vacation. They want to be with us around family. Mm -hmm. And we love that, but you don't, that's not really the norm anymore. And maybe just maybe it's because we don't have these moments of nostalgia, these times right, together right. where we're, we're feeling the warm and fuzzy family moment. Right. And I was saying, saying this at the risk of sounding old fashioned or whatever, but going back to our conversation last week about fathers, you know, there's so many, well, first of all, what once was dad went out and worked and mom stayed home and raised the kids. That's all changed today. Cause now yeah. mom and dad are both out and you know, stress, 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 there's stress, a daycare stress, raising the kids, stress and more you know, stress. and I'm not like, listen, my kids, you know, uh, go to daycare, not, not every day of the week, but I, I get it. Like, you know, you have to do that today. You have to, both parents have to work in most cases. Mm -hmm. 
but so that's changed. Dad is 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 working hard, and in a lot of families' cases, he's working late. He's maybe not even getting home for dinner if he, you know, he's getting there late if he makes it at all. So Sunday also, not just church, but I think it says something to not be working on Sunday for Dad to drive the family to church. It's just, it's just, it's something yeah. that's that's missing in our culture. But I think it's so important. Oh yeah, and something that that makes more of a difference and an impact on families and kids than we might might think. Yeah, it's like put the pause button. Yeah, on. right, right. Or slow it all down. Right. There's enough stress. The other thing that science, uh, the, the studies have shown, and science has shown, is that couples that go to church, mm-hmm. bringing your family, their marriage is happier. Yeah, yeah. So think about that. So now what you don't go That's to church good. on Sunday, right? So there's a higher occasion of anxiety in the family. Mm-hmm. We're not having these warm and fuzzy moments. And now mom and dad are having problems. Right. There's there's conflict in the home. I'm not saying your normal conflict. We all have conflict in the home. But now mom and dad aren't happy together. Right. If you think for a moment that the kids don't pick up on that, mm-hmm. you're crazy. The right. kids absolutely not only can feel the vibe, they're picking up on it. Mm-hmm. And so now that's a whole nother level of, Joe, now more anxiety. Now, you know, you might not even verbalize it, but it feels really good when mom and dad are tight. It right. feels good when mom and dad are getting along. If we're not, we're having a fight, even in our family, I could see it. Yep. If me and Linda are having an argument or, or, or a conflict, mm-hmm. you could see the kids are, are, are uptight. And, and you and you can't tell me, you can't convince me that mom and dad sitting in church together once a week for an hour or two and hearing an encouraging message a motivational message something that you know is gonna is gonna make you really just uh, rethink things in your life in a positive way how could that be a negative on your life how could that be a negative on your marriage and your relationship it can only do it can only do good well it's interesting you're absolutely that's a thousand percent accurate we haven't even talked about getting involved in your church no we're just that really that'll really make you feel valuable i'm just talking about just going to church just going just being there with your family um and you're right, you're challenged. You're challenged by a word. You're challenged. But you. the thing is, is that the fear of the American couple today is mm-hmm. we're both working. The right. fear is we put all kinds of hours in. We got to take care of the lawn. When is the laundry going to get done? Mm-hmm. And these things tie us up. The kids got soccer, whatever. It ties us up. We're so stressed out that we feel like I can't get, I can't fit church in. It's like another stressful thing. What you don't realize is if you put the pause, push the pause button and go to church in the middle of all that, you're getting refueled, refocused right. emotionally and spiritually to a place where you're able to deal with stuff. You've just pushed things out that are bringing stress and anxiety, and you're doing something. You're sowing something that is the value of it. You can't even put a price tag on it. Mm-hmm. The value of doing that for your family is worth its weight in gold. It right. has so many benefits. And we're just talking about some of them right now. Yeah, we put such a high priority in our culture on being physically healthy. You can go to any gym in your local town and, you know, it'll be packed at night or, you know, busy in the morning through the day because we understand that there's a direct feeling in my, the way I feel is a result of my exercise. Right. But emotional, spiritual health is just as important. Why why would we not want to exercise our we're spiritual beings. That's right. that's that's who we are as people. Why why would we not want to exercise that? No doubt about it. And then again, our emphasis, like you said, is on the physical, 
We want to make sure the kids are well adjusted. We want to make right. sure they get their academics uh, squared away. They're playing sports. They understand teamwork. Right. They understand all that. But how much more important is it to give them something that's going to make them happier in their marriage mm-hmm. when they're later? Because one of the other studies say kids that grow up in church with a home, with parents that take them to church, they're far less likely to get divorced yeah. and much more likely to have a healthy understanding of relationship and have a real great relationship with their spouse. Think mm, about that. That's good. So we've got it. We've, if, if we think we're sowing into our kids to give them all of this sports academics, I'm not against any of that, but how much more important is putting first things first, mm-hmm. the spiritual side of life. That's going to make everything else balance out. Right. 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 That's good. And that may be a good segue into more of a spiritual angle on this conversation. So let's just, let's just go for the jugular here because, you know, people are waiting for it that know us that know, know, you know, we're talking about this today. And well, first of all, go back going back to the opening statement that you made about 10 years ago, there being 40% of the culture that goes to church on a Sunday. And today somewhere between 15 and, you know, 18%, that's pretty drastic in 10 years. It's a huge shift. I mean, if that, if that kept up and repeated, there would be nobody going to church in, you know, by the year 2030. So that's not a good thing, but, but I, I can't help but think that part of the reason, and I, we, we always, this technology thing always happens to pop up on our podcasts here. But how could that not be somewhat of a factor to some degree to why people aren't getting in the car together as a family and driving to church? Think about what has think about the explosion of technology in the last 10 years. You can now, you know, tune into a live uh, church service on any Sunday morning on your computer. You can pull and, you know, an app up on Apple TV. You can go on cable, Christian television, whatever. And I think that stuff's all good. I watch it. Uh, I use it as resources in my life, but I I wouldn't even uh, entertain the thought of having it replace my church attendance. And I'll I'll say why in a few minutes. But could that be? Do you agree with that? Wow, that's just yeah. I love what you're saying there because to me it's like those things are all supplements. Right. That's like saying I'm going to live on vitamins. I'm mm-hmm. not going to eat any food. Right. It's like saying I'm going to be a part of a professional football team but I'm not going to go get engaged with any practices or games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to the coach on a podcast talk about coaching. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to be engaged and involved in a local body. Right. You have to be a cell within that body mm-hmm. to, to, for yourself to be healthy and for the body to be healthy. And really Joe, again, we're all, we're thinking about this all from a self motivation. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get involved together in this body, then we as churched Americans can't make a difference in our culture. Right. It, beca- it can very easily become entertainment when you're listening to somebody preach. There are some amazing preachers, mm-hmm. you know, prince of preachers that, that, that are motivational to the point where, you know, you're, you're challenged, but we've got to be a part of that local community for there to really be changed. Right. I read somewhere real life changes happen in the context of relationship. Real life change happens in the context of relationship. That's good. You can't have relationship from a podcast. Right. Like people listening to us right now could be challenged, but they're not, they're, the real life change would be if they got part of a local body. Yeah, Sort right. of getting engaged right. there. Well, you're giving the, you're giving kind of the uh, deep, real, good uh, definition of this. I'll just, let me simplify it. Let me compliment what you're saying yeah, and just simplify, simplify it and give you like kind of the, uh, 
just the basic, you know, surfacy reason for 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 church, you know, going to church on Sunday morning. Everybody loves music, and who doesn't love listening to music? Uh, we we that's another thing, man. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought today, ten years ago? I I used to bring my CD player <laughs> on, you know, in high school on the bus with my headphones, you know, and you could listen to 10 or 12 songs at a time. Who would have thought you could listen to thousands of songs off your phone one day? Wow. But that's, who doesn't love listening to music on their phone in their car? But when you go to the concert Mm. and you go to the, the, and you see your favorite band up close and personal, which is funny because that's kind of making, and bands never stopped touring over the years, but it's, it's now it's more than ever. Because you can't make money in the music industry yeah. anymore with yeah. Spotify and streaming services right. and all that stuff, Amazon Music, Apple Music. So it seems like the bands are touring like all year around right. because that's probably where they're making most of their living. But uh, my, my, but again, my point, you know, when you're at your favorite concert, you know, and you're close to the front row and you feel like you're a part of it, come on, you're going to tell me that you're not, you know, more into it than than sitting home and listening through your headphones or no through question. your car speaker. Sports, you know, why, would you rather watch... Would you rather watch the Yankee game from your couch or would you rather be at the stadium? Now, some people would say, no, I'd rather be on my couch because I don't want to <laughs> fight the traffic and all that. But I'm saying, you know, going once or twice or whatever, a couple times a year, there's nothing that can replace that feeling of being part of, you know, the the the, the crowd that's there for all for a similar cause. No doubt. No, nothing can replace that feeling of cheering for your team and, and just being a part of the live experience. So you're, you're, you were going, you know, deep and getting spiritual and giving such great points from someone who's been in the game for a long time i'm just saying surface just being just being surfacy just being a part of church is just a better experience than experiencing it through a phone or through a through a television or a computer and now that you're saying that on a practical note um when i was going to church as a young guy talking about music for a second you're absolutely right being there live there's nothing that replaces that but i can remember going to church as a young guy music was not a part of the overall um, experience like it is now. Right. I mean, you go to churches now and it's like going to a concert. Wouldn't you right. agree? I oh mean, my gosh. you know, top shelf and it's really exciting. It's electric. It's moving. Like to me today, church is way more exciting than it was when I was a young guy. Right. So I think that's a great opportunity. People getting reconnected with church and experiencing even that live music feel. Uh, in a spiritual sense. Absolutely. And there's so many different, maybe it was always like this. I don't know, but my, my church experience is really through one, one church, one ministry my whole life. So I guess I could be wrong, but I feel like uh, churches back in the seventies or whatever in the eighties, a lot of them were similar. There are so many different styles of church today, so many different types of church. And one thing that, you know, I'll kind of jump into the fire on this I've heard a lot of people recently say in the last couple of years that, you know, there's really no need. I'm talking about now from a, from a, from a, from a Christian's perspective, someone that would claim that they're, you know, a religious person and, and claim, uh, you know, Christianity as their background and all that. They would say, well, there's really no need to, to go to church. There's nothing in the Bible that really talks about it. Uh, I can grow spiritually at home on Sunday morning just as much as as if I went to church. So I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Not to not to hammer those people or bash those people. We we our our sentiment is clear. We think church is important. And that's what this whole theme today is about. Right. But the author of Hebrews said, I forget what chapter it is off the top of my head, 
that uh, don't neglect church meetings. Right. Go and I think it's interesting. I'm going to actually pull it up. Why, why don't you touch on that while I find that verse? Yeah. No, the verse says uh, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Right as the manner of some is. Hebrews 10. Yeah, but much more as we see the day approaching, exhort one another. What day approaching? The day approaching where um, the Lord, is his, his return is coming nearer. But to forsake the assembling of ourselves together is a big, big truth in the Bible. Like today, there's a big move to, you know, I can just serve God from home. Right. Don't need to go to church. Well, I mean, let's just look at that practically, too, for a second. Now, Jesus established the church. We know that in the book of Acts. We can go through all that with you, but and, and, and we'll take that for granted for the moment. Jesus established the, 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 uh, the church. The book of Acts establishes the church. There's the Jerusalem church, the Antioch church. And to understand, even practically, if there's any kind of movement, if there's any kind of business, if there's any kind of organization, Without people buying into that organization, mm -hmm. coming together, think about any teams that have been coached, football teams, baseball teams, college teams, high school teams, coming together to rehearse together, to practice together, mm -hmm. to get direction together, to execute together, brings success. Right. Even in businesses. So how could we possibly think the body of Christ, without coming together, without the fivefold that's, that's clear in the scriptures in Ephesians, that are there to build up the church, to, right. to, to edify the body of Christ, to get us to the place where we can do the work of the ministry together. Mm -hmm. Which What's the work of the ministry? It's spreading the gospel, right? sharing the good news. right? So if we're not going to come together, if we're going to get loose about that, right. and we're going to just, just think that, you know, well, it's not necessary. You know, you're just putting this guilt trip on me. Really what we've become is really selfish. Mm -hmm. The gospel is anything but selfish. It's all about laying down your life. Jesus said, hey, pick up your cross and follow me as right. I picked up my cross. And the point is, is that coming together, being as a unit together in church in one place, we can grow together and we can accomplish something together that's powerful and way beyond one. What does it say in, 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 um, in Deuteronomy? One puts a thousand yep. to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight. You come together, there's a whole lot more that we can accomplish. Yep. Any business knows that. Any team knows that. Why does the body of Christ and the church continue to try to deny that? Right. right. It's truth. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. It sound, it's gonna sound harsh, and you're gonna say you're being too mean after we hang up the headphones. But I can't help but think a lot of people that are just lazy don't want to go to get up and go to church on Sundays. They want to stay at home in their dinosaur PJs and make waffles and and there's nothing wrong with that stuff but do it on saturday you know like we're, we're, we're talking about the importance of what church does and i think a lot of people honestly just it's the work week was busy i don't want to get up and go to church you know i'd rather just kind of have a day off and 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 uh that's fine but don't don't use a a uh potential message that's really not so to say that the that the bible doesn't talk about the importance of church is it's just not it's not yeah, true it's I mean, not we, we it's can, not reality yeah i mean honestly as pastors we can spend five podcasts right. giving you scripture on on the truth about coming to church right being a part of the body it says in the gospel of luke that jesus went to church right he, he went into the synagogue right as was i think it's phrased as was his custom yeah so in other words it was his practice yeah. to every week to go into the synagogue yeah, that's what I, he did and he read he was a part of the yeah. he was a part of his church yeah, he read isaiah 61 so i think if i think if jesus thought it was important to right. go to church i think christians who are followers of christ 
should understand the importance sure. of going to church. Sometimes, Joe, it's just a matter of being busy, being um, in your dynamic of life. Like I can remember being around uh, one of our dinner tables with cousins, uh, uncles and aunts, and the, the, the topic came up and they looked to me as the pastor and I was like, well, what's the big deal if, if uh, I take my daughter every Sunday morning to softball? Is, does that mean I'm not a Christian? Does that right, mean that right. God would be mad at me? Does that mean I wouldn't be saved? And I said, none of the above, but you're looking at it at a singular mindset. You're looking right. at it from your viewpoint, your life, what is it? Is it going to affect you? No, but what you have to realize is that if everybody took the mindset, and maybe that's why we went from 40 right, to 17% right. coming to church, but if everyone took a singular mindset of how is it's not going to affect my salvation. I'm still a Christian, and I'm not going to judge that. That's between right. you and God. But the reality is, if everybody, if the Jones family, the mm-hmm. Smith family, right, take that mindset individually, now all of a sudden, 50% of the church is gone, and it weakens the church. If you weaken the church, you weaken marriages. If you weaken marriages, yeah. you weaken the community, right? If you That's weaken good. the community, you weaken the nation. Weaken and the family. We're weakening the family unit. Like we're not understanding what we're doing. Right. It's not just your singular decision. Right. Your singular decision affects the overall. Right. It affects the growth and the strength of your family, which affects the growth of the church and the community. Maybe that's why we're seeing so many problems in our society. Maybe right, that's right. why. That's absolutely. Have you ever? That's 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 a really good point. Have you ever seen Evan Almighty? Evan Almighty. Yes. Yeah, I don't a, think so. What movie from like the early two thousands. I heard of it, but I don't think I saw it. There's this one part, funny movie, and there's this one part where um, the uh, the secretary, she says, "Well, I, I go to church every week," and they kind of look at her and like with a with a sarcastic look, and she goes, "Well, I go to church every other week," and they <laughs> their sarcastic look continues, and she goes, "Well, I go to church," and I think that's the inference being that she rarely went, but I think some people are really that's where they're at. They right. think because they they go to church once in a while. Yeah, I'm a churchgoer. I'm, you know, I, I I belong to a church, and that's fine. We encourage you to belong to a church. But there's something about again making it a part of your family's lifestyle, mm-hmm. making it a part of your family's culture. You know, doing it together and and having it be not just a spiritual supplement, but but practically, like you were saying, nostalgia and just something to do right. with the family. That right. and and this may. This may have to lead to uh, a second conversation or podcast about uh, church. I can't believe Joe. I think so. Thirty-five it, minutes went by. Right. I have to be honest with you. I, we've just touched the surface here. Right. I mean, some of the facts that we have. There's so much more here. How it affects the kids. I mean, this is great, great stuff. And uh, you know, if we don't get to all this today, we probably can't. I'm, I'm going to ask you. Maybe we can do this again next week or however long it takes because this is such an important topic. Right. And it could bring back the revitalization of our society. Mm. And I do feel like there's an awakening happening. I do feel like people are starting to come back. I'm noticing it in our church, people that haven't been around in a long time. The last couple of weeks, people have come back, sat in church crying, and I go up to them after and I'm saying, how are you doing? Okay. It just, and this is the words they're using. It just feels good to be back home again. Right, right. So I think God is doing something. I think people have realized the disconnect has affected them in a deeper way than they thought it would. Mm. You know, I think, I think it's happening. And I think God is doing that work and bringing people back home. You know, people say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Church is just a building. Well, no, church meets in a building. Right, right. You know, so you could say, well, I don't have to go to that building to be a Christian. You're right, you don't. But the body of Christ, the Christians, the believers, your brothers and sisters of like faith are meeting in that building, in that location. 
So it does feel like you're home. Absolutely. The building isn't home. That's the, good. The people are home. This is a lot. This is a big conversation. Yeah. And it, 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 it might be the target audience of, of, a, of a conversation like this might be a little uh, slimmer and a little fine, you know, compared to uh, some of the other things we've talked about. But it's just so important. It is. It, so it really important. is so important. And again, we're biased. We're <laughs> this is what we do for a living. But it's it's something that I feel has made my family better. Oh no doubt. And can I say this to the listeners? If you're listening and you've gotten away from church for a while, this is not. We're not sharing these things to bring condemnation or guilt or make you feel bad about yourself, right? Or even your family. We're sharing these things because we do care and we want to be a part of helping you in any way we can. If you're experiencing breakdown in your in your marriage, experiencing breakdown in the family unit, your kids are having problems and issues, and you say, well, they're never going to come. You come back. Right. You start you start the trend and maybe they'll follow you. Yep. Just start yourself. Don't don't stay away as well because you feel like, you know, because a lot of people feel, I can't go to church. I've I've heard this from my friends. If I come in that building, the building will fall down. That's yeah. not true. Right. I mean, Jesus accepts you. Come as you are. Just come. Mm-hmm. Come to ha- come to the house of God and let him do something inside of you and watch him do something in your family. You'll be shocked. That's good. It's good stuff. Well, I think we're going to have to continue this next week a little bit, but uh, for now, we're going to have to sign off. You can you can follow me, look me up at JoeArminio.2 on Instagram, also on Facebook. I don't do the Twitter thing. Donnie, where can they stay in touch with you and, and connect with you? They can follow me on Facebook. They can follow me on Twitter. They can follow me on Instagram. At yep. what? I don't even know what I'm at. What are, am I at? Are you at Donnie Rosa? Yeah, I think Donnie Rosa. He's at Donnie Rosa. D-O-N-N-I-E-R-O-S-A, Donnie Mad world. Rosa. When are you going to change it to at Tony Rosa? Well, I think that that ship has sailed. All right. Well, for now, <laughs> find him at at Donnie Rosa at Joe Romano point two. So long. Farewell. At Vitor's a good night. I do. I do. I do. Mad world podcast is brought to you by abundant life whipping where Donnie and I serve as associate pastors. For more information, visit ALWCW.com.